What is up, kings and queens? Welcome back to Bad Habits Kingdom. Thank you guys so, so much for subscribing and for supporting the channel. I love you guys. You guys have no idea. I've missed you guys so much. It's been so awesome. But we've been video, video, and we've been vlogging like crazy. We've been making a bunch of videos. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to get them edited and uploaded for you guys. You guys are going to be laughing your asses off. They're hilarious. It's It, it really is. It's awesome. It really is. It, it's, it's, it's something else for sure. <laughs> you guys are gonna be you guys are gonna be laughing like crazy but anyways guys you know tonight's video is gonna be something a little bit different okay this is a video that's been asked to do for a little while now of me i've always tried to avoid doing this video to be honest because this is a topic that i do not like talking about every time this conversation gets brought up in real life i don't like talking about it it's just one of those things that happen in your life that you don't like talking about now, I am going to go into detail about some things, and I know a lot of you guys are going to be discussing with me, but you know what? It's going to be the truth, okay? People make mistakes in life, and we have to learn to live with those mistakes no matter how painful they are. You know, I'll just say it like that, okay? So it all started back in 2008. We're going to start back from way back in the day, okay? I... Don't know how to start this, honestly. Okay, so um, in 2008, I was working at a car dealership. Okay, and I met this person. We'll call her Susie. Okay, and Susie and I ended up getting together. I feel like this is once upon a time, like something you would read in a book or something. Okay, um, we ended up moving together pretty fast, and. Then within a few weeks of us moving in together, I had dental work done. Now, remind you beforehand, I didn't do any drugs at all. I didn't smoke weed at the time. Now, in my mid to earlier teens, I did or early to mid teens, I did. But when I turned 18, I stopped everything. I was like, I am done. You don't go to juvenile now where mama can call you call mama and that she can come pick you up. You go to jail. Okay, you know, and at the time, I think I was like 150 pounds, 145 pounds. So, you know, it's a lot different now than being 200. But I went, I had horrible teeth. You know, my teeth were really messed up. And I went to the dentist to get, you know, some back teeth pulled and stuff. And the doctor prescribed, the doctor prescribed me painkillers. Lord's had 10 milligrams is what the doctor gave me. And I'll tell you what, just like we talked about before in my videos where I talked about addiction and recovery, it literally hit me hard. I mean, not only did I not feel pain, I felt like a like amazing, like a totally different person. Like I'm like, man, this stuff is like awesome. This stuff is awesome. Helps me sleep. It makes me feel incredible. I mean, it literally was probably the best thing I ever had in my life. That's how it felt like to me at the time. I did not realize that same pill will end up destroying my life for a while. End up taking the most precious, the most precious thing. I did not realize that that same pill will end up destroying me for a long time and taking away my baby. My addiction hit pretty quick. I literally went from a couple pills a day to 10 pills a day to 20 pills a day to 50 pills a day. Literally at the hype of my addiction, I was taking 50 pills a day of Lortad 10 milligrams. 
And back then they were $2 a piece. I couldn't even tell you what they are now, but I'm sure they're a lot more money. I would say, I would say, because at the time when I sobered up, they were four or $5 each. And that was six years ago. So my addiction became very severe. Now I had a family member that was, you know, had an addiction and I used to always say growing up, like, it, it does such bad things. Why do you continue to do it? And people would tell me, you know, it's an addiction. It's not as easy as you say or not as easy as you believe or think. <clears throat> and uh, they were right. You know, they were 100% correct. About a year of us moving in together, her sister had a fight with her boyfriend that she was living with and wanted to move in with us. They're like, yeah, no problem. You know, she just didn't want to be on the lease. No problem. You know. We moved into a two-bedroom apartment. Her sister moves in with us, and it was pretty cool. You know, we would have game night, um, Halloween parties. It was awesome. It was a good time. And her sister, most of the time, after a while, started dating the guy again, and she was always going back and forth to his place and our place. So we never really get to see her a whole, whole lot. But that's when I just became horrible, a horrible human being. And it took me a while to realize it because I was when you have an addiction, you become very good at being sneaky, very good at lying, very good at, you know, manipulating people. Um, you know, you just become good at that somehow. You know, your mind is just focused on getting what you need and what you want and you would do whatever it takes pretty much. And that's what happened to me. Literally, that's what happened. Now, two months before our lease is up, you know, I sell my truck to get painkillers. I'm spending all of our rent money on painkillers. I'm, you know, pawning things, selling video games. I mean, you name it. I was doing everything I could to get painkillers. And we had to move back in with family members. We find out that Susie was pregnant. Susie was pregnant. Most people get excited about things like that, which I was. I was very, very excited, but I was also worried. I was scared. I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get off these painkillers? How am I going to do it? Because if I go a few hours without them, I'm becoming just a evil person i'm getting sick i'm becoming aggressive i'm trying to do everything i can to get them how am i going to be able to raise a baby how am i going to do this rehab right just like anybody else i go to rehab they keep me in there for eight days my first time because my insurance or whatever only kept me for eight days and i detox and when i got out i did feel good i was like wow i am off those things that I've been hooked on for the past two, three years that I couldn't go one day without. I've gone 10 days without now. I feel amazing. That lasted about a week. It lasted one week. And then I relapsed. I go to rehab again and again and again and again. Just was not working for me. A total of four different times I went to rehab. It just didn't work for me. When our son Mason was born, my mother was there. Her father was there. Her mother was there. But I had to steal out of my mom's purse her pain medication. My mom had bad legs and stuff, and her doctor would give her pain medicine. 
And I stole her pain medicine just so I could be there for the birth of our son. After Mason was born, Susie had a C-section. They gave her Percocet, 7 milligrams, 7.5 milligrams or something like that. And so I wouldn't leave the room So I wouldn't leave the room. She would take the pill, put them under her tongue, and give them to me when the nurse left. I would have her do that so I wouldn't leave. I made her do that. I couldn't be a good person and be there for her and the baby. I had to have her give me her painkillers when she just had serious surgery. And honestly, when I when I saw Mason, <laughs> he was amazing. He really was. I mean, he was a gorgeous baby. Not only did he look like me, of course, but he was just incredible. He really was. He was he was so awesome. I loved him so much. So much. <sighs> He was so, so beautiful. He was, he was, he was incredible. He really was. I noticed not too much longer later that there was going to be some serious issues between me, Susie, and her family. They wanted me to get a job so bad, which I don't blame them. I should have had a job. But with my addiction and not being able to sober up mentally, um, I would just get these BS jobs, pretty much. I would get a job at an apartment complex and, you know, you get to move on site, which is a good job. Don't get me wrong. But I had to have my pill so bad. So basically, I was literally calling uh Susie every single day for money every single day non-stop over and over and over forty dollars I need forty dollars I need forty dollars every single day now in my head at the time I'm thinking look you know we're in a relationship I'm, I'm not you know hitting you I'm not hitting Mason and stuff I'm just asking for help I'm just asking for money that's what I literally believed to myself that's what I would tell myself every single day to make myself feel better like I'm not doing nothing wrong I'm just asking her for some money and not having a lot that's what I told myself. I was such a piece of shit. It was really awesome because there were times where Susie would let Mason come over to the apartment and I got to watch him a couple of times. You know, he was two years old and incredibly smart. Incredibly. That's one thing. No matter what happened between her and I, no matter what she did, no matter what I did, she was a great mother. She was very patient with him. He learned a lot. She she was great. She really is. To this day, she's a great mom. The one thing I've always said that we always agreed upon is that if anything ever happens between us, please don't make it to where I'm not in his life. Please don't let him call anybody else daddy. Please don't ever let that happen. My cousin had that problem. and She saw my cousin have that problem. She said, I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never do that. 
when she would say I never do that, I thought she meant she would never do like keep them from me or anything. She meant I'll never make that promise. <laughs> Obviously. It came to the point where I was literally just blowing her up for money every single day. That's it. All I wanted was the money. Every day. And it went on for years. She had her family constantly at her, you know, to leave me, cut me off and all this stuff. But not knowing to my stupidity, she she learned from the best. I'll say that. She was very sneaky about some things. Because I would try to manipulate her and guilt trip her. I would come up with these lies like um, the cops pulled me over or, you know, I got warrants here or I'm in this state or, you know, just coming up with just a bunch of BS to get her to give me money every day. You know, and she put up with it. She was very, she was there. She really was. She put up with it for a long time, a long time. I really wish to this day that I would have just sobered up earlier. You know, my addiction was so bad. I found out that she was sleeping with a guy that lived in Texas. Um, they would fly. She flew out there. They would hook up. He would fly here. They would hook up. That's when I knew for sure that it, it, it was done between us. It was done. You know, I didn't realize because when I first met Susie, I thought she was probably the most loyalist person in the world. The reason why is because I was trying to get her to date a friend of mine at the time. And she said no, because she has a boyfriend that lives in California. And I was like, wow, if she's not willing to date because she has a boyfriend that lives in another state, she's got to be the most loyalist person I ever met. You know, at least for a woman. I mean, that's that's incredible. Right. That's a great thing. So I thought when her and I got together, it was going to be awesome. You know, while we were living together um, through my addiction, I was, you know, being a piece of shit. Of course, we were laying together on the floor. Her sister was on the couch behind us and she sent a text saying, no, I'm not going to let him know that you're coming. Of course, I'm like, hold on now. What's this? Right. So I get upset. I go outside. She follows me out because she knows I'm upset. And pretty much tells me she has been talking to this guy that lives in Texas. She's been talking to him for like years, even before she met me. But it's only been online. They never met in person and stuff like that. Apparently, he was going to spend money for plane tickets, hotel rooms, all this stuff, just to say hi to her and meet a person person. Bullshit. Okay. Be straight up with me. You were going to cheat. Okay. You were going to cheat. That's what I was thinking in my head. Just tell me the truth. You know about my addiction. I tell you the truth when it comes to my addiction. I lie to you about a million different things, but I want you to tell me the truth every time. That's what my mindset was. You don't lie to me. I lie to you. That's why she said fuck you to me. She had the right to. You can't blame her. You can't blame her of being in a sick relationship uh, with a disgusting human being when other people that are 10 times better than me are making moves on her. Of course she's going to do it. Of course she's going to cheat and look for other people and get attention and stuff. Of course she's going to. Why shouldn't she? I can't blame her for that. 
I can't do it. As much as I would love to. I would love to. Well, you flew out there to hook up. As much as I would love to do that, it was my fault. Because I wasn't the man she needed. I wasn't given the man she wanted when we first met. Because my addiction came too fast. She would bring Mason over, let me see him. Her family's constantly giving her a hard time. Cut him off, leave him. Don't talk to him. Get sole custody of Mason. Don't get, you know, just terminate his rights. Everything. Get child support money from him. You know, they hated me. Pure hatred. Rest in peace to both of them. I recently found out that they both passed away, unfortunately. I know, I knew her father passed away a while ago, but I just found out her mother passed away too. I just found out a few weeks ago, and that's, that's a shame. No matter how they felt against me, they were still Mason's got, uh, grandparents and no one deserves that no matter what they felt towards me but they did hate me and my family badly i don't know why they hated my family though i really don't because you know we would all go to church together every now and then and susie's mom would sit with my family before we even got there they would be sitting together and go to breakfast together and everything um but at mason's uh mason's baptism my brother-in-law was his godfather. Her sister was his godmother. We were walking out and my mother was holding Mason. Mason was crying. He was only a baby. He just had water put on him, the holy water and stuff. And he was crying. And Susie's mom came up and said he doesn't like these people and took him out and took Mason from her arms. But Susie got upset about that. No matter what she felt against me or my family or anything, she was really upset that her mom did that. And so was her dad. Her dad was not happy with it either. You know, that was pretty cold. But her mom did pass away recently and rest in peace. You know, that's that's a shame. It really, really is. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. You know, he was Mason's grandmother. Now, out of nowhere one day, you know, the last time I saw Mason, my mother, the woman that raised me, passed away. I saw Mason about two days, three days later, and that was the last time I saw him. Susie brought him by, and that was it. That was the last time I saw him. She wouldn't talk to me much. She was really angry with me, wouldn't talk to me. She was like, just talk to Mason, say your goodbyes, pretty much. Now, remind you. Well, not remind you, but let me tell you this. Two months prior before my mother's death, we were still sleeping together. Every couple of days. In a car, park, whatever. The entire time she was doing that with me, she had a plan of getting sole custody of Mason. And I had no idea about it. So in my mind... We're still in a relationship. In her mind, she's making. she knows I'm thinking that way so she can make her move to get sole custody of Mason. Couldn't believe it, but she learned from the best. She learned how to be sneaky, manipulate, and lie from me, I guess you can say, because she did it very, very smoothly. One thing about Susie, she always gets what she wants. I would say that she always gets what she wants at the end of the day. (sighs) 
Last time I saw Mason, like I said, it was a few days after my mother died. That was the last time I saw him. And I had no idea. Um, every time I tried calling, she wouldn't answer the phone. She wasn't answering the phone. Um, I got the notice in the mail, you know, that, you know, she's filing for sole custody. And, you know, I, I'm trying to contact her. She ain't answering the phone. Nothing. You know, um, and that was it. I had warrants like crazy at the time. I think I had like three or four warrants. So I couldn't go to court. So she, of course, won, won the case. But I knew I was going to lose anyway. One, I didn't have a lawyer. Two, I had warrants. I couldn't go. You know, I was going to lose anyway because I'm going to go there and just get arrested when I walk in the door. But right after that is when I detox. And I didn't go to rehab to detox. I detoxed at home. And I tell you, that was the worst thing I ever went through in my life. But I knew then... I had to get right. I had to get back to the top to have a chance. To have a chance to be in Mason's life. To have a chance to, for a relationship there. To prove that I can be different and I can be a good person. I knew I had to get it all back. It's just going to take time. I detox right away. The first few months, I just focus on my sobriety. I start working out. I start reading a lot. Just focus. I'm not going to go get a job or anything. I'm just going to focus on my sobriety. And I got a job as a custodian for the company I currently work for. It was just a job at the first. You know, it was just something nine to five, something to have to pay bills. I only paid like 10 bucks an hour at the time. And like I said, it was just a job to have. You know, it was nothing special. Six months after being a custodian, I get promoted to the donor floor. You know, because as you guys know, I work in the plasma business. I get promoted to the donor floor. I get a $2 raise. Two months after that, I get promoted to phlebotomist. Get another $2 raise. Then I get promoted to the front area as reception tech, basically doing the screenings. Then I become a senior, become a machine tech where I'm fixing machines become part of the quality team, join the safety committee, become a group lead. Now, a group lead at a restaurant or uh, anywhere, yes, that is, I'm not bad-mouthing it. It's a good accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. But the company I work for, if you get a group lead position that only comes up once every couple of years, they're basically saying you're amazing. It's hard to get. It's like a management position. And I got it. In 2019, I got employee of the year. I'm sober. I'm working my ass off. I'm becoming the best employee literally with the company. Literally. I become part of management from custodian to management in four years time. Four years time. The only person to ever do it. Center supervisor to this day. From custodian to management only person in the company's history to do that yes i am that badass <laughs> i guess you could say i mean it's true it's the god's truth you know when people hear about it you know especially our new hires i tell them about the opportunity and where i started and stuff they they can't believe it they're like wow that's truly amazing worked my ass off for it don't get me wrong but that's how it worked out then she's filing to get my rights terminated because the whole time when I'm trying to get my life straight now, I'm trying to, you know, 
save money. I'm trying to get a nice place. I make Kara at work. We move in together into a cheap monthly, weekly place. We don't eat. Neither of us have a car. We're trying to get our lives, you know, on a right track. The worst timing, she files to get my rights terminated. She found out that she, she, well, you know, she's engaged and her fiance wants to adopt Mason and everything like that. What gets me to this day now, this is what I'm going to get into. She made it seem like I'm this crazy, evil person, because when I saw her at court the first time, she was looking at me with like pure hatred. Yes. Did I was I an asshole boyfriend? Of course I was. But I didn't like physically abuse you or Mason. I didn't do that. Did I ask for money all the time? Yes, I did. Is that wrong of me? Hell yes, it was. Was it too much? Yes, it was. It was so wrong of me. But she looked at me with just pure hate. And I couldn't figure it out. Like, look, I know how bad it was. I know how bad I was. But I'm not that person anymore. I know it's hard to believe because you heard me say a hundred times that I'm getting off the pills. But I'm actually awful. You know that I wouldn't be able to hold a job down if I was on those painkillers. There you go. I'm holding a job down for years. Not only that, I'm the best at it. Your fiance is trying to get a job as a phlebotomist. He want, he's going to phlebotomy school. Technically, I could get him on for that. I could hire him for that. I hire phlebotomists. <laughs> I mean, me. <laughs> I mean, for real. You know, just pure hatred. And I just was like, look, you know, I was just hoping more at the fact that her and I did have a history. A lot of it was negative. But at the same time, I was Mason's father. Let's have a relationship, me, you, and your fiance. Let's communicate. Let's go get something to eat. Talk this out. You know, I know he wants to be Mason's father. That's fine, you know, but he can still call him by his first name, which is name I'm not going to say. I don't want to, like I say, get anybody upset or anything. I know they're never going to see this video, but just in case they ever do, you never know, right? But I did want to have a relationship with him. He actually seemed like a cool dude. You know, from things and stuff that I've seen, he seemed like an awesome guy. You know, so I was like, man, you know, we can work it out. At the time, I did not have, we were, like I said, Kara and I were living in a weekly apartment. I didn't have a vehicle at the time. She didn't have a vehicle at the time, you know, and we go to court. She has his lawyer. Uh, come to find out the judge. Now we we're ha supposed to have a different judge at first. The first judge that we were originally supposed to have actually goes for the fathers a lot. When I did my research, the second, the original, the judge that we end up having is more for the mothers. But not only that, he has never voted for the person that did not have an attorney. They never won. Not one time. So I knew me going in there that day. I knew I was going to lose. The only thing I had that I had that should have been good enough, honestly, is that I had the phone records where showed that I do try calling her. I literally try calling her all the time. She was avoiding my calls because she said, uh, and I even asked her that in court. I'll get to that in a second. It shows that she was keeping Mason from me. It wasn't where I wasn't trying to be in his life. She was keeping him, keeping him away from me. 
She wasn't giving me an opportunity to show that I was off pills. She wasn't, let you know, giving me an opportunity. You want me to go do a drug test? No problem. Let's go do it. You want to see, you want supervised business? No problem. Let's do it. She wasn't giving me that opportunity. She was just keeping Mason from me. She wouldn't answer the phones. She said if I ever showed up, she would call the cops for trespassing. It was a lose-lose situation pretty much. And then in court, they were saying that it was for neglect, that I wasn't trying to be in his life. So I did ask her that question. So out of all these phone calls, why didn't you answer? She just said I was at work. Okay, why not on Saturday? Why not when you got off? Or not shoot me a text like, hey, I'm at work right now. You can talk to him later. Nothing. She would avoid the situation. I was paying child support. I have insurance for Mason. I still have insurance for him this day. You never know. I mean, it's not his fault if something happens. And just because how she feels against me personally, and they might need it for something. I have great ins great insurance for him to this day. Child support insurance. Uh, sobriety. Had a good job. Part of management. Making decent money at the time. I'm part of management now. At the time, I wasn't. You know, I was making somewhat decent money. Her lawyer was like, well, you should have been paying this much. Okay, pay it. I'll pay it. Whatever you want to do. I don't care about the money. You, If I have to sign every one of my checks over to her and her family, by all means, let's do it. As long as I'm part of his life. That's all I want is to be part of my son's life. I don't have the money to go file to do this. I don't have it. I'm check to check. My rent is horrible. I mean, now it's different because I'm part of management. I'm making more money now than I ever did in ever. you know. But I mean, at the time I was out, I think I was making like 12, 13 bucks an hour. I mean, now I'm making $10 more than that. You know, it's totally different, but it's, it's bullshit how our justice system is here in Vegas. And I don't have a problem saying that there's people that went to prison when they come out, they get their kids. There's people that have done horrible crimes that have been able to get their kids back. But I lost my kids not because I didn't file to see him. That's what they terminated my rights for. They went for neglect because I did not file for visitation. Not only was I paying child support, not only did I have insurance for him, not only was I sober, not only was I having a good job, not only all those, they terminated me because I did not have an attorney and because Judge Matthews, I will say his name, does not go for the person who does not have attorney. He's never done it. I did the research on it. He's not once done it. The justice system for child family court in Las Vegas, Nevada is horrible. And I would have no problem saying that to anybody. I really don't. It's pathetic. I took a drug test. She, uh, Susie had to pay for it because I never been arrested or had any priors for that past it. I had marijuana in my system. Marijuana is legal in Vegas. I smoked at the, at the time. I smoked marijuana to go to sleep. That was it. Nothing. Just like that. I lost Mason. It hit me on the way home. That. My son, from a flick of a pen from someone else, is not my son anymore.
All I wanted to do was work it out. All I wanted to do was show her and her fiance that I'm not what you think I am. And I don't know what I can do to prove it without you allowing me to prove it. And people keep telling me, well, when he's 18, he might ask about you and want to meet you. That's all they keep saying to me. That's not going to happen. They're going to make sure of it. Susie's going to make damn sure of it. He has a little sister that's two years old. Maybe she can find him one day and be part of his life. There is no worse feeling in the world than losing your child. No worse feeling. I want to blame her so bad. But I know it's my fault. I know it is. What I hate is that she took a personal issue between her and I to Mason. There's so many women that I meet who are beaten by their man and the worst relationship ever. And they say, I would never do that. That's his child at the end of the day. They want their baby daddies involved in their children's life. And me that wanted to be involved, I'm the only one that lost my rights. It was the man upstairs paying me for all my sins. All the sins that I have committed by lying and stealing, manipulating, all that. That's how I lost Mason. And it was the worst day of my life. It was the worst feeling ever. It really was. I went to work. And just cried. It was just so sad. Knowing I will never see my son again. I won't be able to be there to teach him how to shave. I won't be able to be there when he gets into his first fight for his girlfriend. But I am happy that the man she's with now, her husband, will be. And he is a damn good man. He really is. I got to give it to him. He put the shoe on that I didn't put the put on. He took responsibility of Mason pretty much from day one of meeting him. He loves him like it's his own son. You know, that's that's his son. And I wish I had a relationship with him. I really do. I, I really wish I would have had a relationship with uh, Susie's husband. You know, I know they recently had their own baby, which is amazing. Congrats to them. Um, but that's the thing, too, is people that she thinks are her friends. Oh, I guess you could say they are their friends, but they communicate with me. I'm not like following her around like she made it seem like I was stalking. She wouldn't give me copies of Mason's social security number, birth certificate, ID, nothing. She wouldn't tell me where he went to school. She wouldn't tell me where they were living. I mean, it's like, when have I ever like tried to kidnap you? When have I ever tried to kidnap Mason? You couldn't give me any of that. I mean, come on. What am I going to do? Show up to school and kidnap him. I mean, she made it seem like I was like this crazy nut job that was like, homicidal and crazy kidnap i'm like man like 
I know I was asking for money and I would get upset when I couldn't get it or something, but I never once harmed you or Mason. And I never once said I was ever going to. Not one time. But I can't blame her. As much as I want to, I can't. You know, if I would have never got on those pills, I would have been part of his life. If I would have kicked him earlier, I would have been part of his life. That's it. It's on me. And it's something that I live with every freaking day. And I mean that every day. It's the worst feeling in the world. Here I am years later making amazing money. Have my own car. Have a nice apartment. Townhome, actually. And have a nice townhome, you know, with my fiance who has her own vehicle now. She makes her own great money. We have a savings account. We have an account. I mean, everything that I couldn't do before, I ended up doing. I just wanted them to be part of it in a friendship way, in a real way with Mason. There was no reason why we all couldn't get along. But the reason was me, I guess, for her. And her family did that because they were worried for their daughter. I mean, I got to, you know, they, they were worried for her and their grandchild. They saw me as a drug addict. I mean, they don't know what a drug addict can do, is capable of. Of course they were worried. They wanted me out. If you have an addiction, clean that shit up before it gets too late because you will lose your baby. And that's it. And there's no other worse feeling than that. A man that went to school to be a lawyer and judge is capable of terminating your rights because they did that for me. And like I said, I had a job. My drug test came back good. I was paying child support and had insurance for him. I still have insurance for him to this day, like I said. But I had all that at the time, and they still did it like it was nothing. But I knew going in there I was going to lose. I knew going in there. I was like, we're going to be here for hours. And at the end of the day, I'm going to lose this case. The one thing I wish I would have asked is that she had me sign this paper, pretty much terminated my rights back in our addiction. She gave me $60 because I was detoxing. And she said, I'll give you $60, but you got to sign this paper. And it's basically saying I give up my rights for six months and stuff. I thought it was BS because we were still sleeping together and stuff. But it's said in that contract, unless the person, you know, becomes better and does all this. That's the one question I wish I would have asked her in court. What did you mean by this? Because I would have been able to prove it right there. You mean someone that has a job, someone that's sober, someone that's been paying child support, someone that's been paying insurance, someone that's able to be his father. Because I can be, you know, I definitely could be. And I could have been. And it would have been amazing to be part of my son's life. I really hope one day I will be. I really do. I mean, I hope, I, literally, I have hope every day that, you know what, Susanna's, or, uh, Susie's husband's going to call me and be like, you know what, man, you know, I know a lot of things happen between you and her, but, you know, let's, let's work this out. 
you know, I have my own child blood. I mean, yes, Mason's mine too, but I have my own blood. I couldn't imagine. Let's work this out. You know, let's see what it is. Or Susie, you know what? I'm, I, I just something. I, I have that hope every day. It will never happen because the hatred she has towards me, you know, but that's it. That's it. That's going to be it for this video, Kings and Queens. I lost my son because of everything I did wrong, all the sins I committed through my addiction. I am six years sober now. Haven't taken a painkiller in six years. and never will take a painkiller. I have a great, great career, an amazing career. I have a beautiful baby girl. I have a beautiful fiance that I love very much. And I have you guys, the Bad Habits family. I wish I had my son. And maybe one day. I mean, hope is the only thing stronger than fear. She was really smooth on keeping all those text messages that I sent her. For years, she kept every single negative text message I sent her. And she brought them to court. I mean, she was planning that for years, years she was planning it. And like I said, at the end of the day, she gets what she wants. Her fiance is perfect for her. He was exactly what she needed after me. He really is. I know all about him. I did the research on him, too. I mean, he's an awesome guy, really is. I'm happy for her, definitely. Happy for her career. Happy for his career. Um, I heard he wanted to be a phleb. You know, that's one thing. You know, I'm a phleb. You can come work with me. I can get you in. <laughs> I mean, it'll definitely give you a good career for sure. I mean, why not? You can work this out. I mean, I don't have any personal. And that was a thing. You know, people, I don't know if she thought I would have like a personal thing against him. Like, why would I? The guy's awesome. He's all time. That's going to be it, Kings and Queens. I love you guys so, so much for all your support and for subscribing to the channel. I hope you guys stay safe. We are going to call it a night. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. And do me a favor real fast. Hit subscribe. Hit the like. Hit the notifications. Also, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Apple, uh, Spotify. We have it all, Kings and Queens. Bad Habits Kingdom. Bad Habits Family. I love you guys so much for all of your support that you have done for me and mine. Bad Habits Family. You guys have a good one. I will see you next time. That's it. By the way, we had one person that did a nice donation for us last week. So hit the donation alarm real quick. We got to get the donation alarm. I forgot to do that. Hit it. video is not playing for some reason oh i forgot oh well sorry we couldn't play the video guys all right that's gonna be it guys i love you guys you guys have a good night and stay safe till next time kings and queens have a good one